walking down a path together today, gentlemen. Because today we're talking about the history of porn. Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast presented by ZillCigars.com. Zill Cigars, your number one place to find the most unique cigars on the internets Dude, and interwebs. If you want to learn more about corn, you just look up that video of the kid that just says, I love every, I know everything about corn. I love corn. Okay. Corn. What? I said porn. Oh, okay. Okay. We're talking about that today. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. So... <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride today, guys, because we have a lot of information to throw at you. But uh, we're going to be talking about uh, porn today and uh, the influence on American culture, where it came from. You might be surprised some things you hear today. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Justin's going to basically reveal um, how often he looks at porn and, uh, you know, how that's has such a, a grip on his life. Go ahead, Justin. Just go ahead and throw it out there. So I don't know if you know this, but there's like a, an eyepiece <laughs> that you can put in your eye now and you just like kind of see is that VR through there. So like I just look at it all day in the corner <laughs> of my eye and you just never know, bro. JB is, of course, kidding. We're, we're, we're of course, kidding. But uh, we know that pornography is is somewhat uh, of an epidemic at this point. I mean, it's... Dude, we it, have, now with VR too? Oh, yeah. And, and we have... We have young men in 20s and 30s unable to have an erection because they've been so addicted to porn that when it comes to being with a woman, they can't even have an erection without having actually, you know, Viagra or something like that. I actually you know? know somebody or have heard of a story of a friend right. of, of a female who right. uh, she had to actually turn on some sort of video for him to get excited to be with her. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's epidemic proportions. It's affecting us as a culture and as, as men it's affecting us as a culture in a way that is degrading Especially our culture. Especially really with the lockdown, bro. Oh, I can't even imagine. But, but where okay. the hell did it come from, dude? Where did it so, come from, though? So we're going to be talking today about um, Dr. Albert C. Kinsey and the Kinsey Alfred. Report. Alfred. Sorry, Alfred. Alfred, not Albert. Alfred. Alfred C. Kinsey and the Kinsey Report. So I'm just going to refer to him as Kinsey yeah. uh, every time. So uh, if you don't know about this report, you can go look up. It's on Google and everything else like that. I encourage you to go look it up on YouTube as well because uh, he is a very little-known backing to what actually end up legalizing porn. And we're going to talk about the connections between him and our culture and essentially what ended up happening uh, in the 40s that led to the 50s, 60s, free love, and then all of a sudden uh, impacted the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And to get us to where we are today uh, in the absolute, you know, epidemic of porn plaguing men's lives, if you would. So if you haven't guessed yet or not, I'm not a pro porn guy, just so you know. Um, and that's probably not a shock to you. If you know any of my history, uh, being a pastor, you know, leading young men and leading guys, uh, all the time. Uh, it's something I've been very, very vocal about in, in the past. So that's not to say I've never seen porn. I've never struggled with porn or anything else like that. But I, I think it's important to, to, to say what we're going to say today, because most guys don't know the history that the porn industry literally was founded on a pedophile's research, pretty which, much, which was which was literally all set up for him to debaucherize the human body, if you would. So uh, we're going to talk about his history and everything else like that, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in some things as JB tells us a little bit of the history behind. Uh, Kenzie. So go into it, JB. So Kenzie was basically a uh, he, he was a he was a zoologist that um, from my from my understanding, and this is my my a little bit of my opinion of him. 
uh, was obsessed with the sexual nature of animals. Right, right. And what happened, What and I'll, I'll circle this back at the very end to like a conspiracy theory that I have on this, but okay. uh, ultimately what Kinsey was looking at doing was uh, he had a he had a belief in a theory that humans were born um, extremely sexual creatures, specifically males, mm-hmm. and um, and it was it was basically relating that to to studies that he had done related to animals. And I'm not mm-hmm. specific on which animals; I haven't researched that specifically. Um, but and, and from what I understand, his research wasn't predicated on like the animal kingdom is predicated on reproduction. Yes. It was just pure sexuality. It wasn't for the purpose of reproduction. It was just for the purpose of Correct. how how, mu- how sexual can these creatures get. And his belief is probably based upon Darwin's theory of evolution, Okay, which we actually already debunked here on, on the broadcast at one point. And if you go back and look at uh, Darwin's theory of evolution that was released in 1859, I believe, uh, maybe even before that, uh, that if you, the original title talks about origin of species for the favored races and, and essentially at the core evolution, Darwinian evolution is the idea that uh, anybody who is not black, but the, but the white man is the, is the favored race, if you would. So he has been debunked already and by several people as a racist. And we know this to be true. And that's why, but if you believe in the theory of uh, evolution, essentially what ends up happening is you come to the conclusion that we're all animals. Okay, and if we're all animals, then then Kenzie would have to come to the conclusion that we are the, just the most evolved animal at this point, right? Yeah, that, and that's where he that's why he could probably I, and you see this he, happening he with psychopaths and psychopaths. Yes. They basically they they take they dehumanize the person, if you would, in order to justify what they're going to do. Yep, and that it's kind of funny you just said that because what I was getting ready to say was yeah he he basically took the idea of of our need and want to reproduce mm-hmm. and and made that into uh, a sexual deviance versus, um, you know, it's not your need to want to reproduce and have children. It's mm-hmm. just your sexual desire that right. you need to release and, right. and enjoy. Right. Um, and what, well, what's messed up about a lot of his information is his studies were really skewed. Um, a lot of the sur- like paper surveys that were taken were uh-huh. taken by people in prison. Right. That were known pedophiles, rapists, sexual molesters, uh, sexual deviants, if you would. That, sex workers. Right. Sex workers, prostitutes. And so you're getting you're getting people who have a real skewed sexuality, if you would, at that point, And you're essentially uh, baiting the whole survey, you know, for the for the sake of your own outcome. You're influencing the outcome of the survey, which is not proper science, obviously. Right. It's it's skewed data, and it was only a, a hundred thousand people, and this was back in like the 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 forties. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a hundred thousand people is a lot of people in the forties, I would mm-hmm. say. But uh, it, when you take a hundred thousand of those people, and the majority of them were people that were convicted of of crimes that they're the minority Se- sexual crimes right they're the minority yeah. in that survey right and, and, right but they're the but they're the majority of his survey of the data exactly yeah and i think that's that's the the skewed essence of of the kinsey experiments not to mention this guy's a this guy is a pedophile okay not to mention talk about the kids that he used in the survey and what he did with children this is yeah. the thing that people don't understand and this is really the 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 foundation of where um pornography comes from we're going to talk about the link between kinsey and pornography in a second but go ahead well 
first first off, he wrote two books. Yes. So one came out in 48, one came out in 53, and one was the study on male and one was a study on female sexuality. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the first, you know, a lot of this information is is coming from those two books. Right. Um so what what Kinsey would was trying to prove, he in order to prove that, he had to have a pretty big data pool of of information of how sexual is a creature when they're born, right? Correct. So they would actually um <laughs> They would actually have uh, anywhere babies from anywhere from the age of of two months to two years all the way up to, I believe, women in their 30s and 40s. So let me just make sure you guys understand that we're talking about infants and toddlers. They're doing sexual experiments on to see if they can uh, to allegedly say that those kids experienced orgasms. Well, one 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 survey that he did do is he took a a two year old. That we know it's in the surveys. A, a, not two year. No, two you're right. Old. It was, it was uh, two month old. It was two month or two years. One of the two. And and essentially masturbated the kid for 24 hours to find out how many orgasms they could do. Yeah, I which think, is molestation, which is absolute sexual deviance, and which is literally pedophilia. It's disgusting. Right. And so, like as a result, like this. So he he did so many more other things like that. So much so that when he walked in a room. Um, stories are that kids would run yeah. because they knew it was coming. They they knew it was coming, and this was going on on U.S. soil in the forties. Yeah, in Indi- yeah, Indiana, Indiana State, State University. University. Yeah, I mean this is the, going on. The research division still there, right? It's just it's crazy. called the, the Institute of Sex Sexual Research or something like that. Right, IST. Right. They, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna make it, yeah they're gonna make it something different because of, uh, of of who this guy is and what he did, you know. But so, anyways, you can go and look at some more stuff on your own guys and and find out more stuff about Kenzie and the sicko. Uh, the way he died, tell him the way he died. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, it was some sort of um, uh, some sort of testicular disease, right? Like yeah. he got some sort of infection from from, from, ramp, from rampant ma- masturbation yeah. and from rampant uh, sexual deviance. Basically, you know, he ended up dying because of a testicular issue. You know, which uh, you know, I don't know seems fitting to be honest with you. So the so when when you when you see all that and when you hear all that, you got to figure out. So Bradley, so so you might be asking Bradley what. What connection does that have to porn that we have today? Because, you know, maybe the porn you look at is what you would call normal porn, a guy and girl and what have you and so on and so forth. I, you know, I, and, and how destructive is that? Let me tell you the connection between this and how porn got started. There was a virgin during the time. Okay, there's a virgin during the time named Hugh Hefner who was in college. Was he at UCLA or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And Some Ivy League school. Yeah, and he, he essentially heard about the Kinsey Report, knew that he could market this, and that this, in the in the middle of like the 40s and 50s, this could blow up into a big thing because he's, because if he believes that Kinsey's talking about American sexuality being repressed continually, Hugh Hefner takes this and says, and believes this, and says, well, I'm going to go start a marketing magazine, essentially, to unrepress American society. He started Playboy. Okay, and as a result, result of, of of that coming out okay that was the beginning of really the the i mean I guess I, I i don't know what playboy looked like when it first came out but i imagine as what it is today it was probably soft core soft poor soft soft well, I, guess, I guess i guess <laughs> yeah. it depends how you I mean, we don't have to get into that conversation now on right. like what's considered nudity and porn but right. you know when playboy first came out it was just magazines of 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 um, like scantily dressed women versus like, yeah, naked I don't even and, know yeah. if you saw under, under stuff at okay. that point, maybe, either, yeah. um, but you definitely saw topless women. Okay. I don't know. Somebody, okay. some old G out there, let us know. What was it like having okay. an OG playboy? Okay. Um, but it evolved very differently, very, very right? quickly, very quickly. So, uh, and what, what's even more fascinating is that when Hugh Heffer started playboy, this is where the Kinsey experiments and Kinsey's 
uh, evidence or research was starting to make its way into the public school system. As some sort of sex education, right? Exactly. And teaching our children young, okay, what it meant to be sexual, if you would, you know, and that's, I think that sex ed at that point back in the day, I'm talking 50s and 60s, some of you guys are OGs out there. Let us know when you remember hearing sex ed in in your schools, if you're in public school. Uh, I imagine that was somewhere freshman year, maybe, maybe eighth grade, you heard about something, but that was highly influenced and his research was used to develop some of that. You know, so as a result, you can see all this skewed research in that. And it's the it's the release of the American culture to not be sexually repressed anymore. Yeah. Not that we really were. But as a result of that, a couple things came out that really, really set American history in a completely different direction than it was going at that time. Well, and before you go over those two, if you want kind of proof of what you're getting ready to say, mm-hmm. look at. OK, so look at when that stuff started hitting the school systems. Right. You said like the 50s. Right. Yes. So look at, look at, so kids, when they start getting into their 20s, 30s, and 40s, mm-hmm. what year is it now? So it's 1980, right? 1970s, 1980s, 70s, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so the tail end of kids graduating high school and getting into college are just learning this, right? And then you get this sexual revolution that happens in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, right? Oh, yeah. With like free spirited love mm-hmm. and multiple partners and you know orgies and stuff like that right, right. so and i'm a child um, of that i was born in 74 yeah so yeah you, yeah, you would have been getting the tail end of it i would say because mm-hmm. i don't it, it, i would be interested to see when sexual education changed because i'm trying to think of like when i started having sexual education in school mm-hmm. and i don't really see a lot of what i learned that relates to kinsey so i don't know like when uh-huh. that changed And I I imagine that's that that varies greatly across. the Oh, for sure. You know, I know that there's there's plenty of schools and even school districts and even states. Yes, 100 percent. So I I know that that varies. So but I want I want you to know that's the influence of it and how it had on on American culture and Hefner taking all that evidence and and starting Playboy and starting essentially the porn industry as a result of that. Uh, They work to legalize porn as a result of that as well. So. Uh, when, when it comes down to it, essentially what ends up happening is you have all these, uh, these experiments that were greatly skewed by a fraud and a pedophile that become the bedrock for American repressed uh, or American sexual liberty is what yeah. they're trying to, what they're trying to say is that we can be, we can do whatever we want and everything like that. A couple things happened as a result of that. The pill came out too. Birth control came out during that time. So I think in the sixties, I believe uh, 58, uh, 50, maybe. Yeah. 58. Uh, so all these things are happening on the tail end of the Kinsey reports. If you would divorce skyrockets. Yeah. I mean, it just skyrockets. There's the first feminist movement as well. Um, not the first, but I get maybe second wave. Feminism. I mean, I could see you why, know. you know, you start getting magazines coming out, portraying women as, as objects and right. items. I can right. kind of see where, where that would start a little bit. Yeah. hundred yeah, yeah. percent. And so women start, start buying this idea that, that, Hey, we're liberated. We can do whatever we want with our bodies and everything. Abortion goes up. Uh, everything, everything happening, in American culture shifts then and somewhere between the fifties and the sixties and probably early seventies, American culture shifts to this free love. It doesn't matter. You know, um, it's our bodies. We can do what we want, want, you know, and what ends up happening as a result, divorce goes through the roof. Uh, institutions that were once trusted are actually revealed as untrustworthy. And you get the very first, you know, children of that, who, who are born on the back end of that. That's the Gen Xers, by the way. That's me. Yeah. That are born on the back end of that, that start hearing some of this stuff in school, but aren't really, our parents are kind of shocked by it. 
if that makes sense. So I'm in Ohio, which is a conservative state at the time. When I'm in high school, I was in high school from 89 to 93. Okay. okay? So in in that time period, uh, I, I, I remember the sex ed education, I think it was in ninth grade, if you would. It was never anything like this Kinsey thing that we're talking about. Um, it was it was the typical stuff that you would hear in high school, like this okay. is male anatomy, this is female anatomy. Uh, here's these the, are all the diseases you can get. Yeah, here's exactly. the pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> scare it you. Was, in, basically, scare you into absence or safe sex was the was what we were taught. A hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. Okay. So, and and it's interesting though because in the midst of that, I was also living in kind of a porn revolution that I didn't know about. So here's the, here's the question for you. Do you remember the first time you ever saw porn? No, I do. Very, very. I remember vividly. the first time that I saw, um, like one of my friend's sisters who was old, uh, like four years older than us. She was uh-huh. in high school at the time. Um, I remember the first time I saw like her naked on incident because she, mm-hmm. she didn't care. She just walked around the house, and we were sitting in his bedroom with the door open, and she came out of the bathroom with a towel on her head. Oh wow! So like okay. I remember that very vividly, mm-hmm. but I don't. I do not remember the first time that I saw, um a magazine or, or even the first time that I, I would have even seen anything on the internet. I really don't remember. Okay. Um, but I have a hundred percent. I have. Yeah. So, Oh, I I, 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 I don't know if this is the first time, but one of the first times that sticks into my mind is, um, I used to play video games on a, um, on a computer website called Newgrounds. Okay. Um, super old school, but, um, over time there started being like this, like 18 and over section of Newgrounds. Oh, okay. And if you clicked on it, there would be like really weird interactive video, like games, like where you would push a button and things would happen or things or this would happen. Or if you guessed questions right or did a puzzle right, pieces of clothing would come off. I very vividly remember that. And I probably would have been somewhere between 12 and 14. So I would have been probably like 13 or 14. Okay. So... But it's, I'm I'm sure I saw something way before that, dude. I went to a county school with a bunch of hillbillies, dude, and who who knows what them guys had a hold of. Well, I know I know for a fact the first time I saw porn, I wasn't exposed to it at all during my childhood or anything else like that. Never saw anything other than maybe my uncle's tattoos or what have you, you know, those those type things. Or something to, on the mo- a movie or yeah, TV show, yeah. yeah. Remember, but uh, I was 13 years old, and my mom got me a job working for a friend of hers, where I was cleaning up the parking lot you know, of a, of a major restaurant in Cincinnati, okay. in Cincinnati. And so I was 13 years old. So I pick up trash for a couple hours and, you know, make 20 bucks, you know, which was good money back then. Um, and so I'm picking up trash and everything like that. And I see a magazine near a log and it's back in the woods tucked away a little bit, but I look, go to the magazine and uh, it's a porn magazine. I think it's Hustler or something like that. Hustler okay. or Penthouse, one or the other. Um, so it wasn't tame. Let's just say that it wasn't tame, at, for, particularly for the time. And I was like, holy cow, what's all this? I remember being, I remember this, knowing this, without any kind of context of faith or anything like that, I remember thinking to myself like, wow, this, this really makes me feel good. You know, this makes you feel really warm and fuzzy and, and dirty at the and, same yeah, time. hundred percent. And then I was like, I got to hide this, make sure nobody knows I, I, I see it. So I stuck it on a log and I came back and I worked there for like six weeks, came back every other weekend, made sure we wouldn't get wet from the rain or anything like that, stuck it under a dry log, whatever. And uh, after when I was going to stop, I finally put it in the back of my pants and I walked around. But I also, I also had to go to the restaurant and actually dump ice and stuff like that, fill up ice, ice stations. And so one of the older guys grabbed it out of my pants and said, what's this, kid? And I was absolutely embarrassed. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I'm and he's like, you know what that is? And he points to the woman's vagina. And I'm like, I'm like, no. He goes, that's what your mom has. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it freaked me out. Absolutely wigged me out. And I'm like, oh, it, it, it kind of it, I was super embarrassed and everything else like that. And 
it was something that was meant to be, you know, secretive. Yeah. You know, if you would. And I, I'll never forget this because a, a guy was asking me what's so what's so wrong with porn. You know, I, I want just practically. He says, I want he says, take the faith thing out of it and everything like that. What's so wrong about porn? I said, I said, well, let's just say this. Every time you, you look at porn, you're doing that privately. You're not doing it publicly. OK, it, no, m- most guys won't go to a theater. Most guys will be private, like, you know, on their phone, away from people and everything else like that. If they're like, you know, jacking their meat or something like that. So uh, or on a computer screen, I said, what's the one day that, you know, that, every, that, that the couple's going to get busy that night? What's the one day that's celebrated by everybody that the couple's supposed to get busy that night? What is it? Oh, your anniversary? No, your wedding day. Oh, the wedding day. What? It's, it's the wedding day. You're being blessed. You're being. Blessed oh, you by mean the like church. on like the like you're like consummating the marriage right, that right. night. Well, yeah, exactly. Not like every year on your wedding no, no, day because no. that would be your anniversary. No, my point is. <laughs> no, here, track with me. My, my, I'm on there with you. My yeah. point is consummating the marriage. Yeah, consummating the. The point is like that. That's the time that everyone knows and everyone's fine with it. Yeah. Even the church is blessing it, you know, and the, the pastor's blessing. So it's. He's like, go home finally. Yes. Exactly. 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 <laughs> you're a man so, tonight. <laughs> so I mean, just I said just. By nature, the fact of what it is, and he just said, "Well, we're probably just living in a, in a sexually repressed society." I was like, "There is nothing sexually repressed about our society anymore. There no. just isn't. There's not whatsoever. There might be pockets of that here and there in America, if, but if I can just start a web page right now where I can just post videos of me doing all kinds of weird things, as well as like it's uh, called OnlyFans, like pu- I could do things in public. Like if I wanted to be really weird, right? I could sell articles of clothing, especially if I'm a female, like." It definitely not repressed. Or bathwater. You could sell bathwater oh, and guys that buy it and drink it online. Uh. Isn't that gross? I mean, so so the, the debauchery of our day is just is, is well known. Okay. It's it's well known. So uh the the whole point is here's the here's the crazy thing. That's the history and the foundation. What's the outcome today? What is the outcome? What's happening? And and so what has happened continually, and, and I have a buddy of mine, and we, we both know the guy he is. We don't, won't use his name, but we have a buddy of ours that is a techie genius and does tremendous amount of stuff with major websites and everything else. And he literally talked about how the porn industry itself is the forefront runner for everything on the Internet. Oh, yeah. They, they developed all the technology beforehand. In fact, they got, they got YouTube got sued by the porn industry at one point because YouTube started doing the same thing that porn, porn videos, I guess, did at one point where they would preview it. If you, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you scroll over it, yeah. it would preplay the, uh, the video. So you could, you could, you could, from you the could see if it was one you wanted to watch. Yeah. So from the beginning and now YouTube, you can do the same thing on YouTube, but they scroll at the middle of it. So that's how they got away with that. They scroll the, your, your YouTube videos show in the middle of it, not the very beginning of the, of the video. So pornography, just so you know, as, as a, as a, you know, money making, you know, industry makes more money than, in, than all pro leagues combined. Oh, for of sure. Athletics, just which, so you know. Which kind of blows my mind in a little way. Yeah. Right. Cause like a lot of it's free, but like a lot of people still pay. Yeah. I guess. Sure. Like, sure. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, guess, I, I couldn't see myself ever, ever I, like subscribing to a, to a, a porn channel but what i what i understand from guys who are ex-sex addicts what they'll say is that uh the stuff that is free is very very tame and what porn does it gets you so addicted that you have to go further and further and further and further down the rabbit hole to where all of a sudden you're watching like you know bestiality to get off or or something crazy like that and that's because it's, it becomes so addictive to you where you have to see more you have to do more you get into you know, crazy stuff on the internet and the internet is crazy. You know, if you want to find it, it's out there, you know, and you can incognito your way into some really crazy crap, 
you know, that's on the internet, you know. So, but how did, here's the question. How is that bad for for American society today? What, well, what what's the what's the what's the consequence of the Kinsey Foundation porn being being legalized today? What's the impact on masculinity as we see it? Well, I think I think first and foremost, the the biggest umbrella is it, it creates unreal expectations, both for the male and female in, in a lot of different ways. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know, for the female, you know, if 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 she's a, a a porn watcher, there's expectations of of what a male should look like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how big how big he should be, how long he should last, right? You know, right. Um, there's uh, expectations on what she is supposed to do and uh-huh. how she is supposed to perform. Absolutely. Um, and then on the other side of that, the the males could be the same way, right? If mm-hmm. his if his wife just doesn't seem like she wants to be experimental and, and sex seems really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to cause problems between the couple, right? It could mm-hmm. end up causing erection issues. It could end up causing um, her to feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. It could cause him to feel unsatisfied. Um, yeah, dude, there's a lot that could come from that. Not to mention, let me just let me just talk about the the emotional aspect of this, which yeah. sex is emotional. And I think what's one of the things that is so detrimental is it takes away the intimacy between two people that that I believe is meant for marriage. Okay, I'll just say that out, out loud, um, that I believe is meant for marriage. And then it exposes it on a public format for you to be judged against everybody else in the world. Mm. Now, now think about the detriment that does to somebody that maybe doesn't have uh, a porn penis or, does, or doesn't experience an orgasm like a porn actress or something like that. What, the, what does that do to a marriage like that? Or even, I'll just go, I'll go outside the marriage bed and say, just a partnership. It, what makes, happens it makes the dude start going, there's got to be another chick out there that's like this one. See, and, and what happens is it devalues human life, okay? It takes the human out of humanity, and it makes them just an animal. If we're just animals, then none of that, none of this is consequential, and it doesn't really matter. Right. So that's the whole point. The problem is we're not just animals. We have souls. We all know that. We all know that what separates us from animals is we have the, the ability the to, emotions, think, yeah, yeah. to think and feel and to reason. That's not the, that they the, don't have feelings, but, yeah, but, yeah, but the but emotional attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more instinct. Like if I, when I raise my hand to, to, to hit my dog, if I've never done that before to my dog, my dog's not cowering. But if I've done it before to my dog, my dog cowers, right. that's instinct. He's not thinking my master's mad at me. Mm. You know, that's more instinct to get out of the way. That's a good point. Yeah. So as a result of that, when humans see that, that they're asking, why is this happening? And they we're reasoning together, trying to figure this out. Yeah. So even if you don't believe in God or anything else like that, and we don't believe we have a soul, we obviously have reason. That's why we that's why we've done everything that we've done so far. And we've built industry and we've done we've gone so far in history. So but here here's where it comes down to it. I remember telling my young men this when I was a youth pastor a long time ago. I was telling them, the reason I'm so concerned with you guys that, that watch porn so much and being addicted to porn is it's training you that when you finally get married to all of a sudden think that when you put your penis into your wife for the first time that she's going to act like a porn actress and you're going to feel like a porn star. Mm. The fact of the matter is that's not what it's like, man. Well, and in that's a relationship not. with somebody, that takes a lot of time, it bro. It does. It does. So as as somebody who is usually, uh, uh, I'll say this is kind of interesting. As someone to say like uh, that has had a a good sexual experience with my wife for twenty seven years. Okay, when it comes when it comes down to it, it, when you're with the same person the same time for that long, you get to know all the ins and outs, particularly with communication when you talk to each other continually. The trust is built. The time is there. The truth is there, and it becomes better. And it's like 
wine that develops in so sweetness. It's so much. I'll tell you this much, 100%. I wonder if any OGs out there that have been married as long as I have can attest to this. I'm, I'm sure you can. It is so much better than when it was in my 20s and 30s. I promise you. So much better. Ridiculously better. And you want to know how God developed women that will blow your mind? So men hit the sexual peak around, what, 20, 20, 25, 20 to 25? Probably like, yeah, it's somewhere in the, in the mid-20s. What people miss a lot is sexual peakness in women hits between 35 and 45 and doesn't taper off nearly as down curve as men. So let's just, let's take this. So early on in my marriage, I got married when I was 21. Early on in my marriage, my sexual prowess and salmon and everything was just through the roof. And then it kind of levels off. Guys never really drop that far, but they kind of level off a little bit. My wife's, just as mine's leveling off, peaks at that point. You know, so you can imagine the satisfaction that you have as a longer married man in your marriage, should you have put the time, uh, truth, and trust into that relationship. You know, because as as you do a relationship well and you have that foundation of friendship and everything else like that that goes along with it, it can be very, very, very sweet in the long term. And I'm telling you what, man, mine's been very, very sweet. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the biggest thing with like, you know, um, with like what what porn does, you know, like it, it also shows that like you can. Um, you know, you, you can easily find other partners. And I think, you know, what a lot of that leads to also is, is to the point of like, you know, if you are in a relationship or even if you're not, you know, sometimes just watching it doesn't become enough. Right. Then that's Mm -hmm. where you start. Like maybe you start getting into prostitutes. Maybe you start getting into like, um, just picking random chicks up at the bar. Maybe you start swiping left and right. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, um, you know, the old Craigslist ads, dude. Right. <laughs> let's go down, let's go down that road to where it is today that uh Pornhub was exposed for using sex trafficking. Yep. Okay. Some other places, uh, uh por- the porn industry in general is known for sex trafficking. Yeah. And that's a very known thing. So if you indulge in that, that's one of those things that your money, if you're paying paying for it or everything else like that, that, that can go to. Um the and everybody should be against sex trafficking. Especially hopefully you are. Come on. Especially if it's videos coming from other countries. Yeah. Oh, a lot 100%. of times those women are forced into that. And right, um right, right. And and you know, if you if you fall into the part where you start getting into, you know, prostitution, I remember my dad telling me when he was a police officer that like um a, you a lot of those girls are 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 stuck in something they can't get out of and, right. and they get addicted to um you know, uh, pills or, or something like that. Right, and, and the right. only way that they get those pills is from their, their pimp. And, 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 and that's how they make their money. So there's, yeah, you're supporting so much more of a dark, um, Industry. of a dark and yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you, then you realize, I think, uh, not, not to mention it. I mean, the, the results of this can be detrimental to your own life yeah. to where it's not enough. You're going down the rabbit hole and you just, you need more and more and more. And you start, you start dehumanizing yourself by using porn yeah. by nature of saying, well, it's just, it's a need that I have, you know, and it's, it's just, it's amazing, man. Like there's like, do you, you know, the, you know, the, the theory about what dreams, you know, what dreams are and stuff like that. You've heard that before. Uh, I've ne- that's not something I've really ever experienced in my life. I have, but yeah, g- I've, I know of them, yeah. but I've never experienced it. Most, most guys never experienced that because of addiction to porn. Not saying really? that you did that. Not that you did. That's interesting. Yeah, most guys. There's there's several. I, I can't remember the percentage. I, like most, seventy five percent of guys prior to the porn thing happening. I, I actually, I'd like to see the actual study because I heard about the study. Huh. I'd like to see the actual study on it. It was like seventy five percent before the before 
Playboy and porn and everything. Like, let's talk about the 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 forties, fifties, and sixties. Yeah, young men would experience that, you know, if you would versus because that's your body's natural way of expelling, you know, overstored semen, you hmm. know, if you would. So, interesting. But it's, but it's it's a sexual it's a sexual dream by which you. I'm also a weird sleeper, so yeah, I yeah. I don't. I happens don't, in REM sleep. Happens yeah, see, I don't sleep. get REM sleep. Yeah, um, I get a lot of that. So. I don't get REM sleep, and uh, I'm a very lucid dreamer. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that that's one of the things. So it, you're, you're you're doing something that your body's not necessarily used for, and you're using, and not only that, but your your sexuality as a man is very, very powerful, and to have it addicted to something that's not that's not willing to encourage all of your manhood, yeah. like a woman actually can, that literally is making you weak. And it's just interesting. I heard a story the other day. I think we, we both we both saw this, that I, I think Israel invaded Palestine at some point in the 80s, and they're trying to think what's the best way to, to, to do this. Yeah, it would have been and, before desert, right before Desert Storm. Right. And they, what they decided to do is they, they dropped pornography pamphlets, mm-hmm. okay, from planes over there to get all the men addicted to porn, then took over four, okay, of the TV stations, out of the five TV stations, and uh, just broadcast porn the whole time. Yep. So the men were so distracted when they actually invaded, it was an easy overtake. Yeah. You know, so that I, I will say that the addiction to porn men will make you weak. It just will make you mm. weak. And that's one of the other things that you don't need to be as a man is weak. You know, you do need to be strong. We believe that's important. So, uh, but let's tell, let's tell them real quick as we end the podcast, what was the cigar that we were smoking today and how good was it? Oh, we were smoking the uh, the brand new blend from Dr. Gabby Caffey, the 1901 San Andreas. Brand new blend. Yes, it's, it's a reblend from something else that he did before. And I got to say, it is heads and tails above what he did before. It is an absolute great cigar. I think you should all check it out. Go to uh, Caffey.com, K-A-F-I-E.com, CaffeyCigars.com, maybe something like that. I can't remember. Um, But look up uh, Caffey Cigars on Google, and you can find it there. Uh, It's a very, 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 very good one. We'll also have those available for you at ZealCigars.com. Any final thoughts? Uh, I just had one like little little circle that I'm going to round this up to, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, go for it, dude. and, And we don't have to get super deep into it right now, but like... If you really start thinking about this, like, why wasn't Kinsey ever called out for play for like having kids, right? For like doing research that involved children. Because the lawmakers, the judges, everybody bought it because they knew the money that would be behind it. Well, and I think there was also potentially, if you want to get down the conspiracy rabbit hole, I think he might have also been doing research for something else that may have evolved into the whole like adrenal chrome and Ooh. things like that. That. So if you really think about it, man, there could be so much more to that and why he wasn't, uh, you know, why it wasn't looked frowned upon so much. Right. And, right. you know, uh, about the 50s is, and 60s is about when a lot of that stuff started popping up from from what I've been seeing. So it's, okay. it's, it's, it's interesting to look into that a little deeper and see if there's some correlations there. I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm going to. Well, the conspiracy theories abound here at... Cut Light and Smoke podcast, and we're real excited to go into them next time, in, in particular talking about that subject. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it, added value, value to your life in some way, shape, and form. Obviously, uh, we want you to be as healthy as you can be as men, and we think uh, obviously getting porn out of your life is probably one of the biggest things. So uh, with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to Cut Light and Smoke podcast. Uh, do me a favor and email me your thoughts on the podcast to cut light smoke podcast all one word at gmail.com again that's cut light smoke podcast at gmail.com and we're out of here like last year take it easy